You're listening to the Burgundy Blogcast, presented by Burgundy Blog and hosted by Sports Channel 8. In this week's episode, we break down the Redskins' win over the Giants, and Brent concedes that, leading the division after Thanksgiving, the Redskins have playoff potential. It's a real thing. I'm prepared to start talking about it, and I'm going to acknowledge it as a possibility. Also, Brent gives a special shout-out to Redskins cornerback, Quentin Dunbar, that may actually just be a shout-out to Brent. Was that uh, a shout-out for Dunbar, or a shout-out to you for being right about Dunbar? (laughs) 50-50. Also, we discussed the request to introduce ourselves by name at the beginning of each broadcast, but then we forget to actually do it during the recording, so I just have to give you the off-recording version of that right here. I'm thinking literally five seconds, just kind of like, I'm Hayes from Sports Channel 8, and, you know, here as And with me is, is, and let let you say who you are. You, You can just say, I've got Brent from Burgundy Blog here, and I'll be like, hey. Okay, so you want me to say I'm both? Yeah, sure, that sounds, I think so. All right. Unless that's bad. All that and more on this episode of the Burgundy Blogcast. All right, back here on another Burgundy Ball. <laughs> Shut up. All right, back here on another Burgundy Blogcast, and it's always more fun to do one of these after a, a win, Brent. But we're starting nowhere else but here. Last week, we left off, I think it was the final segment, I brought up what you thought of the uh, Redskins' playoff chances, and you Mm -hmm. all but scoffed at me. Even when I told you (laughs) it had nothing to do really with my confidence in the Redskins, more just the trash that was the NFC East, which proved Mm -hmm. proved itself to be true. So what what say you now about the Redskins' playoff chances? We're starting with that. I did scoff. I'm guilty. Um... You know, so great, great game today, great win. Uh, yeah, you're still that wishwashy. No, like you gave me like four. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. It's it's a very you're real leading thing a now. division. Yeah, we're we're le- that's right. Redskins first place going into December. It's a real thing. I'm prepared to start talking about it, and I'm going to acknowledge it as a possibility. Okay. It actually sets up. I mean, it's it's okay. It's not impossible at all. I think sitting at five and six with the tiebreakers right now. And having looked at at the schedules a little, I mean, it's totally possible. What they really need to do, I think, is win three out of the last five to get to eight and eight. And if two of those are division wins uh, out of the three opportunities. Makes it that much easier. They can do it. I mean, the, the problem is they have not won a game. Okay, we got next week. That You know, we're at home against Dallas and they've been bad. But it's Monday night and we're terrible. We've been through that. Terrible on Monday night. And then, um, you know, after that, we still got three road games, and the Redskins have not won a game on the road all year. Until they've done it once, I'm hardly going to start, you know, expecting it or predicting it. So, but like, it could happen at eight and eight. Certainly, at this point, if they get to nine and seven, if they could somehow go four and one, it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's funny how much following uh, college football as I kind of do with my beat now that they have that four committee, and you can kind of see. Things setting up. It's it's like you're looking at right now where it's not playoffs, but you're sort of looking at like what games are eliminated and who eliminates who. It's 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 it feels similar, but uh, right. Well, but this was like in many ways. Uh, you you can hype you can overhype a regular season game, but like for a lot of reasons, this was pretty much a playoff ish game for yeah, the Redskins. I, absolutely. You know, so I mean, even in in week twelve, you know, they really that that's part of why it was. 
you know, they, they almost kind of let it start to slip away at the end, but that's why it was an impressive win. I mean, they, um, you know, really, really needed it and, and pulled it out. All right, so in a playoff-like game for the possibly, Brent is willing to admit, playoff-bound Redskins, uh, what do you like most, uh, starting with the offense? Uh, how about the run game? And is Alfred Morris uh, – now, yeah. like uh, his old self or whatever you want to so call he, it. So he didn't he didn't go off, but um, I mean he was good. He had seventy eight, seventy some yards. The, the as a team, they barely went over a hundred yards. So it's like you know, with, with several games over the past month or two, uh, with just pathetic, essentially non-functioning running game efforts. This was a big upgrade, and and Morris looked pretty good, like his usual self. Through the first half, he was averaging like five and a half yards a carry or something. Um, he showed, you know, that reports of his demise perhaps were premature. So that was great, and he's one of my favorite players. So I just I love seeing that. Uh, overall, the run game was pretty effective. I mean, Jones didn't have a lot of carries, and really didn't have a lot of rushing yards. I think he was under 20 yards. He had another really nice um, long screen play. Uh, which which is fun. He's, he's perfect for a screen. He's, he's a screen beast. He's a screen beast. He need exactly. the Packers. will 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 try and scoop him off the Redskins because he, exactly. He, he, yeah, he's a screen beast. Sorry, keep going. So I did. Yeah. So I I, I did like uh, I did like seeing big improvement um, in the run game against a pretty good uh, run defense. Have you uh, have you watched twice already? Have you done the double watch? <laughs> no. But well, the, the other reason I ask, I mean, I'm, I'm semi mocking you, but. How, like, can, do, can, do you assess line play, especially individually, on on a single watch? I try to watch. Like, you know, this year I try to watch uh, Sheriff a lot. You know, the rookie. Um, and I love watching him. You know, we we're just talking about those screens, but on Matt Jones's screen, and also on the last big one he had um, recently, he he's an awesome downfield uh, blocker. Yeah. Uh, that, that gets me jacked up. So you could, I mean, you could see that on the, on the replays, but no, I haven't been through it again to look, look for, you know, offensive line strengths and weaknesses. All right. And, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the head of the snake, as they like to say, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. looking, uh, more and more like an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we have to, we have to update the narrative a little. He's, like the past five games, actually. So going back to uh, Tampa, right? Right. So he he's had two NFC Offensive Player of the Weeks. Uh, granted, against you know pretty weak defenses. Yeah, yeah. But at Tampa and New Orleans, his his two you know like not so special games were the big losses um, against the two undefeated teams. Right. Um. But but you know today he went over three hundred, two touchdowns, no turnovers. He's stringing together a good month. He's proving you can definitely win with him when you know the rest of the team's got his act together. I think he's headed for a pretty big contract, dude. Interesting. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to be one of these like mega deal long term things, but somebody's going to pay him a bunch of money this year. And at this point, I mean, it's I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Redskins because the, the the alternatives are looking really crappy.
Uh, one thing that was big and, and then also uh, was one of the few bright spots from the Panthers game was the long ball to Deshaun Jackson, which uh, mm. then, then also makes you think, well, if he's claiming that if he and Gruden or whoever else are claiming that a uh, you know big arm is one of his weapons and he's now backed it up a couple times with long balls to Deshaun Jackson, do you forgive him for the games where he didn't have that deep threat? Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to keep it in mind. It's interesting, though. Djax has this pattern since he's back. I think it's been three games. He basically makes one huge awesome yeah, play in yeah. the first half and then kind of vanishes. Um, well, well, all right, but, all right, let me pause on that. Is I know that's not ideal, yeah. but is that like, will Worth you take that? Or, yeah, exactly. Will yeah. you take it? Yeah, I was thinking about that. It's a, that's a great topic. I mean, I, I think you... I mean, it really so. So the first one in his first game back was like a forty-some yard play when they were backed up deep in their own territory in the first possession. Really kind of set the tone. And then these last couple of games, he's had two long touchdowns. I think you do take that, even at his like nine million whatever. I think cap you do number. too. As long, yeah, I, like it that changes games in a league where a lot of games are closed. No, absolutely. As I mean, as long as it's not like to an extreme where like. He he almost literally was like, well, got my teeter, like, and, and is jogging through other players. Right. Yeah, it, it's got to be the threat of him is there all game, and especially when he hits one, mm-hmm. it's like, man, well, you just it just weakens every other part of the defense a little bit if everybody's exactly. trying to either chip him or you know, help him to the top off. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's almost like having that dangerous punt returner. That's like you, you just you can't quite put 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 a value on it. Uh, in line, when it's and as a like matter that, of fact, what, you know he did. They put him out there for a couple of punts today, which they don't usually do. And he has said that he doesn't really like doing it, but he's awesome at it. Yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting. That's, he didn't really get a chance, but um, that, that, that's good. But he, he's one of those guys too, where it's like it's amazing. In that, you know, you, there's a couple guys in the NBA that are like this. Not even necessarily the best players in the league. Sometimes it is. Obviously, like LeBron James has incredible athleticism, and like Calvin Johnson has incredible athleticism, but. The, the, it's amazing sometimes in, in those professional leagues where you'll see a, a level of athleticism that stands out among yeah. amazing athletic athletes right. on, on a field. Like Clearly Deshaun better, Jackson yeah. is one of those guys where you're like, and and uh, Beckham. Uh, uh, yeah, go, well, go, let's go ahead and uh, jump right on him while we're talking about it because yes, he's another one that stands out where you're like, man, every one of these dudes can yeah. run so fast and jump so far and high and catch so well, and yet this guy is clearly a step yeah. above you know everyone else that, that, that is on the field. What would you think about yeah. his performance today, seeing it? Yeah, I mean, just so that they, they kept him in check pretty well in terms of four quarters, and Breland, Breland um, you know, really kind of kept him, uh, you, you know, with within the ballpark for the most part. The, the big... Um, the big insane touchdown catch he had was on Blackman. Um, and, I mean, it was just, I mean, what are you going to say? Like, he's, he's, the guy makes catches that don't make sense. Yeah, the the the, the diving one is the one that was just um, uh, yeah, freaking amazing. And th- <laughs> there's talk now, I guess, that they'll let, like, uh, you know, there used to be the talk about what Stickham was in the league. And if you ever yeah. get, see those wide receiver gloves, they, they clearly, like, aid in catching – yeah. But even still, man, like, is it, you know. Yeah. You, he has giant hands. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and, he, he does have that. And I guess, you know, you've seen, like, all the, he's got all those crazy warm, you know, he, he practices all the one-handers and lying on his back and yeah. 
I mean, his catches are just, you know, it absolutely does not need saying, but there's nothing fluky about it. He's unbelievable at catching a football. It's really ridiculous. I know I'm going back to the NBA comparison, but I, I kind of think of them, like, on on average, the NBA player is is the best athlete in the world to me. I know some soccer yeah. people will, will dispute that, but, um, but, but I've got some arguments for it. But uh, m- much like when NBA guys – you know, will hit a half court shot standing as if they're taking like a you know fifteen footer at the end of a quarter, uh-huh. and they like fifty percent of the time if they're wide <laughs> open they swish it, and you're like, yo, they don't. I mean, he doesn't like spend all summer taking ten thousand of those, but they do kind of like practice those. Like they they yeah. know they're gonna come, and so like Beckham doesn't like you know he doesn't get out to practice and be like, man, I don't have time to do work on like routes with you, man. I gotta practice my crazy catches, <laughs> but he does like you know yeah like you said like throw it around there. It's not ridiculous. To see, when you see him practice, it makes you realize, like, yeah, he, it's it's not crazy that, that he's doing these. He practices catching the the nose of the ball and all that stuff, and catching while he's extended and all that other stuff. So I, I think he's, you know, I mean, what what is this? His was he a rookie last year? Is this his second year? Uh, yeah, I think so. And he even he's, missed the first few games, right? He was a, yeah, he was uh-huh, a total yeah. fantasy flyer, exactly. First round draft pick, but it was like rookie, and he's gonna miss some games, man. What do we? And do? he still got the Madden cover and all that, and he had the catch, and uh. I, it's it's like one of those where I, he's so young. I mean, it's so wildly premature, and especially the main thing that you can't control for is injuries. Injury, yeah. But like, I think he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's insane. this the 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 posterization, you know, serial posterization. And as long as Eli. Like can be a pretty good quarterback. If he gets good quarterback play in that market for you know for a career, uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Don't curse him. Larry Fitzgerald is one of those guys where you've seen exact like when he's had good quarterback play, he's been amazing, and when he's had bad quarterback play, like right. there's nothing he can do about it. And it's uh, actually that's actually one of the things I worry about. I mean, I guess Manning's yeah. got at least another four or five years. I, I don't know how much younger he is than Peyton, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. ho- ho- hopefully he holds up a little bit better than Peyton. Um, sorry, Peyton. Yeah, I mean, I I hate I hate rooting for the guy. I mean, I don't I don't I'm not, I'm not sure I really love him like as a you know like personality, but like dang, what a receiver. Yep. Um, let's look at the defense a little bit. Uh, your boy, uh, the, the former guest on this podcast, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, mm-hmm. with two sacks, looked at, and he had one against the Panthers, I believe, too, right? I think he did. Yeah. So is, is that three and two games, sort of looking uh, like like he's. Uh, it, peaking yes. at the right time of the season. He's coming back. Yeah, that's a good good point. He um he you know, he had two sacks which so he, so he jumps out on the on the on the um stat sheet, but like I think more importantly, they just they just looked really good and specifically cuz he's on both his sacks and granted kind of like grain of salt here cuz I think he got both of his sacks against this guy new um Newhouse, right? For the the Giants is a really sucky right tackle. Sure. Um but Kerrigan looked, you know, he finally looked healthy because he really was turning the corner, and that's what he has not been doing. He's been kind of like running the arc and then just getting run past the quarterback a lot. And he, he, he turned the corner really fast both times today, and uh, that was, you know, you just love seeing that. If he can start actually getting regular pressure, actually getting to the quarterback, um, that's going to be a real boon down the stretch, but very happy to see that. Uh, I thought it was his his best game of the year. Um And... I was going to say, probably, probably inspired by uh, watching the play of Luke Keekley the week before, and uh, then and Ryan the, Delaire and the and the the Redskins secondary, unburdened by terrible calls from the referees, uh, came away with uh, some nice play today. What did you What did you think about him? Yeah, so like it was a real focal point coming in because you know he had the, the Culliver had the big injury earlier in the week. Um, you know about that, right? 
Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I uh, knew Culliver. You talked about that last time. Yeah, ACL, MCL for Culliver. Yeah. Well, I don't know and... if we talked about it last time or not. I knew, I knew that. I had heard that this. Yeah, because actually, it happened on. Um, I think it was a Thanksgiving Day practice. So I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, um, you know, that was an interesting one for me. This was Culliver was kind of like their real number one marquee free agent signing and he was supposed to come in and, and sort of shore up the secondary a little bit and be this physical presence and this guy with winning experience and leadership yada yada and he had kind of like a just almost a cursed season like he he missed a game for a suspension for off the field stuff he had a bunch of different injuries and then now he's got this like fairly catastrophic knee injury which is possibly going to bleed into next year which sucks but he just didn't have a good year. He wasn't, I mean, you can blame it on the injuries, but he was not a big impact guy this year. Right. And so when he went down, it was kind of like, well, how are they going to cope? And because he was a starter and especially what are they going to do against Beckham? Well, you know, the, the, the story, I, I think one of the biggest stories of the Redskins 2015 season is two guys in particular in the secondary, this patchwork secondary. Um, one of them is uh, Kaishan Jarrett, the sixth round rookie out of Virginia Tech, who almost everyone assumed when they drafted him was going to take like, a long time to develop. He's a special teams only, at least as a rookie, and then maybe down the line he'll be like a contributor. Well, he's like a stud starter now at, at both safety and nickel. Um, and then the other guy is um, uh, that that they pulled off the street is Will Blackman, who's been on like a bunch of different teams. Yeah. He was a free agent, and he's been awesome. He's been awesome on the corner. He's been good in the slot. He plays a little safety too. Like he's been just a huge contributor. So. Uh, unsung heroes there. Uh, Blackman had, um, although he got he got he had a he had a breakdown on the long Randall touchdown today on fourth and sixteen, and he also got victimized on that ridiculous um, Beckham catch. But he had a he, he had a bunch of other nice plays, including an amazing um, interception in the in the uh, I guess late first quarter. Uh, just a really solid player, and that's been a main storyline. Preston Smith, I know you wanted to talk about him. Yeah, so second-round rookie who's kind of been like, he's this guy out of um, Mississippi State, real good size, real long arms, a lot of just raw physical potential, who's made like flash plays here and there um, and contributed, but like he's kind of had this season-long, maybe not a knock, but he's his rep now is kind of like, well, he's one of these rookies who doesn't quite know what he doesn't know yet, and he really needs to like um, – you know, keep bringing it in practice and never take a playoff and, and, and focus on every, you know, all the mundane details and that he's needed a lot of like veteran encouragement, I guess, to, um, to, to, to sort of get it. Um, but the last couple of games, he's really starting to come on. He had a lot of good pressures coming off the left side today and they're finding it, I think, harder to keep him off the field. I mean, he's clearly a more disruptive pass rusher than the starter opposite Ryan Kerrigan, um, Trent Murphy. And I don't think Murphy's like a waste of a player. Um, he's pretty good against the run. He's actually made a few plays this year, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next few weeks um, uh, Preston uh, uh, Smith eventually kind of breaks through into the starting lineup and, and, and takes over there. Interesting. Um, all right, and uh, we probably haven't given enough credit to the coaching staff. And again, we're we're, we're um, part of the reason. It, it, I guess it seems like such a positive outlook is because, like you said, the 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 state of the NFC East made this almost a playoff like game. So we're mm-hmm. we you know recognizing that you know the the Reds, Redskins are still 
uh, have a couple games in the recent past where they didn't look good at all. But should do we, uh, in this podcast specifically, we probably have not given enough credit today for yeah. to uh, to Gruden and the coaching staff. What, uh, what what's your feeling on them right now? Well, we should spend a minute on that because not not just this episode, but like you know when Gruden when the Redskins hired Gruden, I was kind of like. Mm, uh, fairly neutral, you know, cautiously. I'm not even going to say I was cautiously optimistic. I just kind of, I was a little bit actually underwhelmed. But, you know, then uh, as I started to read about him, learn about him, watch his pressers, etc., I started to like his personality. He's kind of laid back, very different from Shanahan. A lot of it sort of resonated, and I thought maybe he'll be good for this team. Um, he started off, like, I guess fine, but then he had, he had a lot of what almost everyone would agree were, you know, missteps last year, including his handling of... RG3 and and just what what seemed like an inability to to really keep the team focused uh, as the season went on, um, and so I got I got cold on him you know midway through last year and I have been fairly anti Jay Gruden like since then but I tweeted today and I'm ready to start to come around a little bit um, and acknowledge not that he's obviously a world beater or that he's definitely gonna you know, be the next long-term coach or that he'll even definitely finish his five-year contract. But I think he's earned, you know, this, this year he's, he's dealt with, he, he's had to deal with some adversity as the leader of that team, including number one, you know, although they've improved quite a bit and, and McLuhan has contributed to that, they still don't really have like a division winning roster in terms of talent. Um, number two, rash of injuries, uh, especially to the defense um, and then number three, the whole quarterback thing. I mean, he, he had to navigate that and in some ways is still uh, dealing with RG3 slash Cousins. And like in spite of all that stuff, they're they're totally relevant. They're in first place. He's he's kept it together. I mean, they're, they're, this was, they're in a much better spot now than most people thought they would be at the end of November. Um, and I'm ready to say that I'm pretty much back to neutral on Jay Gruden. So, uh, spin it forward to next year. Barring, obviously, you want to see like some a good draft. You want to see some good free agent moves, some other shuffling. But if if you give the overall you know off season rating for, to the uh, the the Redskins, somewhere between a B plus and an A plus for mm-hmm. upgrades, do you feel good about going into a season with with Gruden as your coach and uh, and uh, Cousins as the quarterback? I wouldn't. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I I could. Um, I I think I would actually, and 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 I I think you know the the rest the the remaining five games of this season still have time to influence sure, sure, sure. that obviously um, because you know we've seen Redskins seasons end uh, well in 2012 miraculously with what seven straight wins to make the playoffs, and then far more commonly we've seen them end in just <laughs> utter flaming catastrophe. So like. Um, either one of those scenarios would really probably, you know, move the meter. But like, I, I think they've both, you know, that combo. I'm I'm surprised to be saying it a little bit, but I think that combo, with with a little more talent around them, and 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 you know, just that much more time in the offensive system, and just you know, whatever progress they've made in terms of culture change, it could be. I could see that being viable. Um, you know, I think at this point especially with with this win today the one the one thing i think Gruden really needs i mean he's already done it he's already basically brushed aside the talk about his job security i mean i think it's all but certain that he's back and like i said earlier i i think it's very high likelihood and and maybe all but certain that cousins is back too at this point um 
But the one thing they've got to do is win a game on the road. I mean, you just have to have it. Yeah. They, they got to show that at some point this season or else that question is kind of just going to still be hanging over their heads. But, um, but yes, I mean, long-winded answer to your short question. I think that the two of them together uh, will – can and, and will sell season tickets next year. All right. They don't have to win a game on the road next week, but they do have to win a game in prime time. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we took care of Tony Romo for you. That would be we, the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. We knocked him out, as also predicted on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, that, that one was just, like, easy to see coming. Now, I, I didn't see Luke Keekley making, you know, uh, t- touchdown returns for interceptions. <laughs> yeah. But as soon as they God, were going to get Luke down, Keekley it's like he's going to have so to hang good. back there and try to make something happen. And it's like, dude, he's going to get hit hard. And he's yeah. fragile and, like, kind of old, dude. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's gone. So the Cowboys are definitely going to lose to the Redskins <laughs> at home, right? Uh, no, I mean, throw out the records, man. NFC East. Uh, you know, it, it looks like they they can and should win, but you know, again, they they're not. You know, they, they're gonna have to prove. They're gonna have to show me something under the lights, first of all. And but you know, also the the Redskins went in when their season last year was pretty much already over, and um, Colt McCoy beat beat the high flying Cowboys at that point. So I'm sure that they would very much love to uh, repay that favor. Um, and it's interesting to be this late in the season and have a division team that you uh, haven't haven't played once. Um, do, yeah. Since you're the the football head, do, is there something specific in the matchup like uh, with the Cowboys that that you like or don't like? Um, no, I mean they have to take advantage of Matt Castle being the quarterback. He's just very limited. Uh, so that you know the defense, the defense really we we didn't talk about it much, but they, the Redskins defense came out today just um just firing on all cylinders really i mean they, 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 the giants moved the ball a little bit in that first possession but um but then they had an interception and another interception shortly thereafter both of which the redskins offense basically wasted because they didn't turn either either of those or dunbar's interception later into any points but yeah, the hurts. defense was was definitely the story of the day and uh, they got to just keep that momentum going if the if the defense can play you know 80 percent of of what what they were today then uh, i think they're in great shape to win that game um, I was thinking about this, uh, and I, I know, and I've already made a couple Panthers references, but it's just sorry, it's a little bit my frame of reference being down here, so <laughs> yeah, just deal with it a little it bit. But it, I said this last week, and and it's part of the reason why I was trying to convince you, like, dude, it's partly just the the division around you is so much trash. Uh, yeah. Is that the 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 Redskins see, especially when they had looked good against the Saints, and Rex Ryan had called them a really physical team. Um, they uh, they seemed uh, they seemed to have a lot in common with uh, with the Panthers of last year, which ended up getting hot late, being lucky partly that they, I mean sometimes you can get hot late and still finish seven and nine. It's like sweet, you're not. I mean you got to win at least ten games to win a division, right? But yeah. the Redskins are in a position where they can get hot late, go maybe seven nine, eight and eight, and certainly if they go nine and seven, you know, win a division. And they're still. Um, you know, the Panthers last year, uh, you knew they weren't on the level of Seahawks, Packers, Patriots, a couple other teams. All right, so the Redskins, you know. I mean, there's like, yeah. you, you in the playoffs, you don't have a chance of upsetting <laughs> the, 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 the the Panthers are really the only team that, that's like that. You know what I mean? Obviously, the, the Patriots on the other side. The, oh, no, Cardinals. You have no chance of beating the Cardinals in the playoffs. Right. That's, you, you know what I mean? You, you're going to be at either of those teams. No, no the chance. Cardinals were, went down to the wire with San Fran today. Did they? 
Yeah, um, it was real close. Were they, did they play Monday night? I mean, that may be a little bit of a short week, but I just think they're good. I, they, yeah. they, they, they're pretty good. I think so. Um, yeah, they are. But the, the, it really is. And sometimes you don't know who the elite teams are and you know, until the season progresses a little bit. But after the elite teams, you know, the the, the Redskins are Anything in the mix with everybody else. You know, yeah. like you, you can be you can, you can beat almost anybody else. And one of the things you mentioned is also getting two picks. That you know, winning the turnover battle. That's a team right. that a good team does. A team that a great team does is then converting it into points every time. At least you exactly. get a field goal. And so, so I think it's not fair to say that the Redskins are maybe they're not quite a good team, but they are doing some things and, and tracking towards some things that like good teams do. While admitting, mm-hmm. man, there's some clear, obvious holes and flaws that 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 make them clearly not not close to the the a great team right now. So absolutely, um, and, I, and and I will say also to Gruden's credit, you know, I, I failed to sort of emphasize that no. I think so far in this season. There have been three games that fans, media, coaches—you know, pretty much everyone would would say that they basically had to have, and those were uh, Tampa, New Orleans, and the Giants today, and they got all of them. Yep. Like, damned if they didn't get all three of those pseudo must-win games. So that that says something because that is definitely not a a, a recent. Historical pattern for the Redskins at Bears won't be. That's not an easy game. Bears. Yeah, no, yeah, Bears that's looking a lot harder than it was. Yeah. Bills at home, you, you, you got to win. Eagles yeah. just look like garbage. I mean, Chip Kelly seriously seems like he's on the phone with other teams. Either college. I just have like this sort of visceral reaction to the Eagles, though. That 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 just could go badly. I mean, they totally look like they're falling off the cliff, but. Uh, that that's not a you can't just chalk that up yet at all. Yeah, and then uh, it'll be kind of be interesting. Like I said, it's hard to you certainly can't put much on guessing how what the second Cowboys game will look like right. before the first one's even been played. But um, again, uh, you, you're getting the, the the quarterbacks that have won. It, 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 no games aren't they over without Romo this year? Yeah, over whatever they were, it is. They were zero and seven, I think. Whatever while he was it is, over, and you got you get them twice. So. Yeah. Congrats on that. (laughs) One more guy I wanted to shout out was Quentin Dunbar. I don't know how familiar you are with this guy. Um, He's an undrafted rookie uh, out of Florida. He was a receiver there, initially tried to make the Redskins this summer as a receiver. They said, you're not going to make this team as a receiver, but you have some some good tools. And so they converted him to a defensive back. Nice. And um, he made, and I'm trying to recall, did he make the uh, 53-man roster and coming into week one? I'm not sure. He may have been initially on the practice squad, but anyway... He's now on the team and kind of been forced into action recently. This is a tall player. He's 6'2", uh, 200-ish pounds. Um, really, you know, good good stature, good measurables. And so so I, um, I've, he's just been a very intriguing player. He's, he's made onto the field. He's made a few plays uh, over the course of the season. And I actually tweeted something about when Culliver went down that sort of a, as a silver lining, I was happy that he would get at least a little bit more, you know, experience, exposure, whatever, uh, because I thought that there's, you know, small chance that this guy could turn into a good story. And then I got a little bit of, you know, some groans on Twitter about like, you know, he's that that was a little unrealistic and that he's not, a you know, going to see the field that much. Well, he had a, he had a monster game today. He, uh, 
I think he had three tackles, at least two pass breakups, an incredibly important interception in the end zone in the third quarter. Um, I, I've got a major man crush on him now. I've got high hopes for him. I can tell. He, oh, man. And then, so then he, he left the game. I think he got injured in the fourth quarter. He hurt mm. his finger, and afterwards he described it as the bone was coming out of his skin, <clears throat> and they had to sew it up or something. Um, but he was, like, laughing and joking about it and calling it a small injury, which just only served to, you know – exacerbate the man crush I, but uh big 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 props to uh quentin dunbar he's a he's a i think redskins fans should be excited to see what he can turn into and it could be completely you know he, he might be nothing he might be a flash in the pan he might be out of the nfl in two years but um he's built a little like another guy who was not you know super highly touted coming out of college and was a converted wide receiver and was acquired as a rookie by a team under Scott McLuhan. And that is Richard Sherman. Interesting. Ooh, look at you go. Um, I'm I'm aiming high. Two things that, that come to mind. One was be honest here. Was that uh, a shout out for Dunbar or a shout out to you for being right about Dunbar? (laughs) 50, 50. Uh huh. What's that? <laughs> what you say? Fifty say that a little bit louder. Fifty yeah. fifty. Uh huh. Maybe maybe sixty forty leading towards you being right about Dunbar, uh, but I think that I'm, I believe that might also be exacerbating the man crush. And then <laughs> possibly have you ever, uh, dude? On average, NFL uh, dudes, former NFL players' fingers, especially like wide receivers, and then uh, oh dude, yeah. Dude, they are so gross, man. Tory like, Holt. They all, Who there's, else? There, there's a bunch of them out there. Somebody's, yeah. I mean, they, oh, man. There's it, some guys with terrible ones. I, I'm just like... Stallworth. Man. Dante Stallworth, I think, tweeted one recently. That, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was the one who did it. It's like, man, that's just the cost of doing business for that, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess... Yeah, if you told me you'd get, you know, not not that they didn't. Obviously, those guys work hard and did a lot more than they make a deal with the devil, and hmm. obviously they earned it. And and took a lot more beatings than just a broken finger. But like, would you be? Would you allow your finger to be broken for like ten million dollars? Like, not not even broken, but then broken <laughs> for the and fame then, and fortune. Broken and then deformed like afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Like, yeah, I mean, I think. You could you could probably take that game to the next. Most people would trade like a crooked finger, right? But I think like, I, I think I could justify. I mean, like it's it, it'd be yeah. hard to like accept the pain, but uh, that, yeah. it's funny. I actually I thought we we I actually did this another time, but so I, I've, I've I've thrown this out to NC State fans. I've tried to get because they're like notoriously like super passionate about their teams, and I won't say uh, I've gotten a full answer as much as I've got, they've had they've given pause and like really had to like think things. But I'll throw them like a hypothetical like. Uh, like, like I'll ask them what they'd rather have, a basketball championship or football championship, and a lot of times it's basketball. And then you say, uh, all right, would you, like, you're, <laughs> this is funny, there's a, a wrinkle that's coming up today, but I, I think I'd I think I pose to them, would you let your kids, like, wrist be broken in exchange for NC State winning a national basketball title. Oh my gosh! So, um, no, if what I pose that to you for you? the Redskins, like, what, 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 what if? <laughs> now you, 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 you got girls and they're small. So, oh my god! So you like, twisted. What if you had like a twelve-year-old boy, right? And 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 he, okay, what if it was like a toe? And he just had to break a toe, and the and the Redskins would get to win the Super Bowl. No, no, and nobody nothing, would ever no. know about. Nobody would ever know you made the deal. Then this is the funny, the part of the discussion that comes with it is, I would I was saying the kid won't know that you made the deal, 
And the fans that were like accepted are like, but no, like I got to be able to tell them, like, son, this is gonna be awesome. Like you, like it's gonna, you know, and 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 that you know that for life that you would be, you know, you'd be a hero. But I'm like, no, you can't tell anybody. It's just got to be like, it's gonna happen. You're the only one that's gonna know that the reason it happened was because you signed up for it, and you're gonna get a national basketball title. So you're saying not. I'm trying to think of what the what the most minimal thing that you would allow to happen to your child. Nothing permanent, man. No, breaking bones isn't permanent, man. I got five stitches uh, in my head yeah, two weeks I ago. Guess, you can't even yeah, see it now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've broken. No, I'm not gonna go with a fracture. No way. I can't. I I I can't bring it up partly because I know you got. Hang on. Hang on. Are you giving me a ring here? A Super Bowl ring? Yeah. Oh, like, do you get one for being for being the? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I, yeah, I was, I, 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 no, I was asking, like, what do I, what, what do I get for my child's sacrifice? It's a Super Bowl. Yeah, the, the Redskins would win the Super Bowl like that that All year. Right. I have to think about it. Get back to me next week. All right, and, 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 I mean, because uh, that's the other thing is I'll just put, I'll just keep putting things like. Uh, pebbles up on the scale to make it be like all right right i know you'll get there yeah what if you traded it for what if what if you have to like what if your kid has to bump bump her elbow no maybe your head bump her head get three stitches and you would win five straight super bowls like where you've got to have a line where you'd be like everybody's got a price um but no that's it's it's cruel but uh but uh, what, what what if maybe like um she can't get into uva but she can still get into unc what is that a shot? Are you to, that's that's like an upgrade. I don't I don't I don't get that. I don't I don't see that one. Um, in all seriousness, though, the heels, man. Yeah, they, pretty, uh, pretty good did, year for your heels. I mean, it, it was crazy. And again, not to reference the Panthers, but like for for pro football in North Carolina to be freaking. Uh, this rel- it's like this it's week. A there's a ton of ACC basketball. It's the ACC Big Ten Challenge, and like yeah. I'm booking for a radio show in North Carolina, and it's like, oh yeah, and there's some basketball games going on too. Yeah, I think we play that. I mean, seriously, it's like all talk is uh, heels in uh, Panthers. Now, part of that is credit to uh, the new system, where you know, four four weeks ago there were 16 teams that mm-hmm. still fought. They, they, in theory, could have a chance, and they did. And Carolina was like number sixteen, but right. since four weeks ago, they've won every game they needed to, and they a couple other teams man. have lost. But, uh, but th- so that's why the, I mean, the new system is uh, is definitely doing working out exactly as they would hoped it would, because it's creating this just great conversation. Uh, I'm I'm very jealous week. right now. My my who's are in a uh, are on the opposite end of the spectrum. That's always I, I really like Mike London. Uh, he's a great great dude. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, but I think that was inevitable. It's always somewhat yeah. exciting when when you don't have a coach, right? You got the uh, the anything yeah. could happen. You can you can dream right. dream of Mark Richt, right? Uh, I don't know if that would be my dream. What do you think? Um, I'm I'm not sure if I would either. Um, bring some credibility, but yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm 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 in, I'll, I'll enjoy the process. I kind of want to see what, what the Houston exploded. guy. I heard his name being thrown out there. You like that? Uh, I don't know much about him. I also heard the, I guess this really young guy, the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, Sanford. I, I don't know. I got, I got, I got friends who are supposed to know that stuff for me. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get, I don't get any yeah, deeper. We'll see how it plays out. I don't get any deeper into. Uh, that's like the the Redskins. I uh, I can't name you their coordinator right now, but I can, I got their head coach <laughs> and their quarterbacks' names. That's all I need to do to roll. I just You're need, getting better. I need, uh, I need fr- friends like you that can uh, keep me educated. So.